Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Spanky's Corner. A podcast! Hi! What's going on? Anthony! What's poppin'? When'd you get in? I got in like a couple hours ago. Dude. (laughs) Yeah, no. <laughs> from where new york yeah from new york did you do any halloween festivities last night you know i didn't well yeah i guess i saw a friend of mine her show uh and then uh and then i met up with my fiance after her play and uh her cast sang me happy birthday oh, oh when's your birthday today today's happy birthday, birthday thanks. bro thanks man Appreciate i didn't even it. know that yeah yeah today's my birthday uh, we'll, we'll send you a cake tomorrow. <laughs> Amazing. A, bel- a belated cake. A belated cake. That's always the best. <laughs> so for your birthday, you're kicking off your tour. Yeah. Yeah. First show, first stop here in Chicago. And I'm so hyped. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be crazy. Tonight's show is about to be bananas. Lincoln Hall, right? Lincoln Have you been Hall. over that venue yet? Yeah. I played Lincoln Hall one time before. Yeah. And I'm really excited to play it this time because, uh, because this is different. This is different. This is my album, man. This is this is some this next level, man. And uh, my family flew in for the for the show. Oh, Friends nice. flew in. Like it's gonna be crazy, man. I'm so excited. It's your baby. This whole thing is like your baby, and now you're gonna put it out there for the uh, for the world. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm ready. Ready to give this baby up. I'm like, <laughs> here, y'all, <laughs> y'all can have this kid. <laughs> How much time and energy goes into like the rehearsals and everything else? Like, I mean, because now you you basically unveiled to the world what you've been working on for such a long period of time like how much time and effort does it put to planning the show and getting it ready and the whole deal yeah i mean first you got to learn the music right you like get the band like all right everybody let's get the music tight and then once you get the music tight you're like all right so let's experiment and um and i think we really created this like kind of theatrical experience very stripped down but still a bit theatrical uh in a lot of ways uh with this album you know the album became a narrative about this character which is me these are all personal stories about my life man and, and this character is me but i always say oh this album is about a guy who thought he needed to leave home to figure out who he wanted to be in life and then realize at the end and, the, and come back home the last song that all the answers he was ever looking for in life were right in front of him at home but he had to go on this journey of the good and the bad he had to go on this journey and experience all the things he did in between the good and the bad in between leaving and coming back um to realize that uh he never had to run away to fig- to find himself that you know he- all he had to do was look in the mirror you can tell you got a theater background oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh but yeah you know <laughs> we, we try to we try to incorporate it all man in the show you know we try to we try to give people full experience what we you know we do it's like why why else would you see a show live right like we you listen to a record and that's one thing and here's the record here's the story right but like now let me show let me really walk you through it like that's why we that you know that's hopefully why we we go see live shows we want to feel something we want to feel something more than what we can feel when we listen to the record so if we've seen you perform, let's say let's say we saw you on James Corden or something like that, right? Yeah. The that performance then is going to be way different than what we're going to see tonight. Tonight's going to be more of a immersive experience. 
I yeah. guess you could say. I, I don't know if it'll be it, it'll be as immersive as the audience feels comfortable, right? Like right. I always encourage people: if you want to shout, shout; if you want to cry, cry; laugh, laugh; do it all, please. I'm, it's not one of these shows where I'm like, nah, just be quiet. It's like, no, no, no. If you want to talk back, let's have that interaction. You know what I'm saying? Like, because um, this may be the first and last time we ever get to meet. So I want to meet you. Yeah. Right. Like it don't matter. There's five people in the audience, you know, 500, 5,000. Right. I want to meet you. Right. So it's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's def it's different from James Corden because, you know, it's recorded and, 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 and that's, you know, that's a thing that lives online and, 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 and on, and on the internet, you know what I mean? But it's like, yo, this is, this is just us. When we come, when you come to the show is you and me. You know, and whoever else, whoever you standing next to or whatever. But it's like, nah, let's have this experience. Let's have this time. Let's have this vibe, you know. And I'm still going to dance on stage and we still getting lit right, on stage. Right. And the show's going to be where we rehearsed because <laughs> we spent time rehearsing it. But, you know, it's still, um, you know, there's there's nothing like having the added element of the audience. You can't you can't make that up. It's different people coming to every single show. And I, and it's like, and, and, and the audience is just as important as us showing up. You showing up is just as important as if not more <laughs> important than yeah, me showing, yeah. right? Like, because the music is for you, it's not for me. You know, it's funny. Like, talking about James Corden and then talking about your tour. Like, when yeah. you watch that Corden performance, it seems weird because the audience is kind of set back. And are they? I mean, I, I guess the question is: Are they audience members there for Corden, or do they bring in specific people to see you? Or how does that work? Because it seems like. It might be a tough crowd. Whenever you see, like, you know, any of the late night shows, SNL, yeah. it seems like that might be a tough crowd to try and get excited. And, you know, especially if they're there to see some jokes and then, you know. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, is that a little bit of a different crowd? Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what their situation is over there. I don't really know how they... Uh... You're they, like, whatever, just give yeah. me the audience, I'll perform. But yeah. I'm like, <laughs> if you just put me in front of people, let's go. Like, I mean, because... You know, I don't know. It, it, it's like whether they came to see me or not, you know, they're there. Right. So they deserve they deserve my best. They deserve the best out of me. Right. So and um, and 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 it was dope. One of my homies came to the show. She's like, yo, bro, I don't know if you noticed, but the audience, they were standing up and they did not stop clapping your entire performance. And I was like, yo, for real? <laughs> she was like yes have you watched it back and I was like nah she's like watch it back and I watched it back I'm like yo they for real was standing the whole time and that's kinda cool and it was fire so I don't know who they came to see but it felt like they came to see me that's good. in that's that moment matters, right, right? Yeah. like yeah it, it felt good man when did you know you were talented like at what point <laughs> in your life did you, did, did you just wake up and go man I can sing I can perform <laughs> at what point did you go ah oh, shit I might have something here yeah uh, I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know when I thought I like. I guess I don't know when I when I realized I was talented or anything like that. I think I think when I realized I had something, uh, I had something to say or I had something to give. One of my teachers, one of my teacher Miss H. I remember she came up to me. Uh, I was I started doing the theater guild and uh, you know, and I was I was doing the plays in school when I was sixteen. I auditioned for what I thought was a talent show, but ended up being a musical. And I sing my song and teacher's like, yeah, can you read these lines? I'm like, nah, miss, I don't do that. <laughs> She's like, this is a musical, bro. You have to read the lines. I'm like, all right, all right, I guess so. And I read the lines and they gave me a, like a lead part in the musical. And I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. And, um, and, then, uh, and then fast forward, I remember we're doing an, uh, uh, a show called Back to the 80s in, in high school. And, and I walk out from a dress rehearsal. I come out of the, the off stage and we just finished. And one of my teachers 
comes up to me. She's my Shakespeare teacher at the time in school. I didn't even have grades to be in an honors class, but she like saw something in me, right? She, she wanted the many teachers, another teacher, Sarah Steinweiss, my director was another angel and Jason Jacobs, my counselor. But Miss H comes up to me in the aisle and she goes, yo, she's like, yo, my man, um, you need to do this for the rest of your life. She looked me dead in the eye. She grabbed me by both my shoulders. And she's like, you know, just so she makes sure I couldn't move. And she's like, yo, <laughs> you need, you need, this is what you need to be doing for the rest of your life. And shortly after that, again, my grades weren't that good, but she put me in an honors class. She, her Shakespeare class was an honors class, but she's like, I don't care. You need to be in this class. You need to learn about Shakespeare. We need to, we need to, we need to get you to where we think you can be, you know, cause we believe in you. And I was like, all right, let's go. And that was in New York. In New York, yeah, I was about six. I was sixteen years old, but my mom, you know, I always sang as a kid, and um, my mom would make me sing at the family events. She'd be like, you know, Anthony, <laughs> sing a song, sing a song for the family. You know, I'd be like, all right, mom, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like that. But uh, uh, it was great, and, and and it was great, man. But uh, you know, and my family, you know, was, you know, your family, they say nice things, and like, oh yeah, that was great. That was that was good. But um, but it's you know, it's it's dope when strangers right. are like, yo, my man, like. But I mean, that's good to hear, though, too. I mean, especially here in Chicago, we're just coming off of a te- uh, big teacher strike. I don't know if you saw any of that, but I mean, today yeah. was the f- first day back in like 10 days, 12 days. Mm. And um, so it's good to hear like teachers, can, you know, have that type of impact. Teachers are so important. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting with you right now if it hadn't been for teachers. I w- right. We wouldn't even be talking right now. You know, there would be no album <laughs> for me to promote. You know, uh, you know, I wrote it in the song, you know, almost went to the Navy. Thank God for Jason. He saved me in the song, the good and the bad, the title track on the album that that song is sort of like the, the three minute and 30 second, uh, uh, snippet of my entire life, you know, like almost went to the Navy for real. And then my, I had no college to go to. All my applications got withdrawn because we were going through some craziness. And all of a sudden, my best friend from high school, Jason, calls our high school director and is like, yo, aunt's crying in my room right now. I don't know what to say to him because I wanted to give up. I was like, I can't do this. I had only one application pending. And this, and my teacher, Sarah Steinwise, the other teacher, she's like, yo, the director at, uh, of the theater guild at the time was like, yo, come to my house right now. We're going to finish this application. I'm like, nah, you live far. She's like, nah, you need to come to my house right now, bro. Stop playing. Walked about a mile and a half. Yo, I get, we get to her crib. We fill out the application at her table, her kitchen table. She sends it out. She pays for it because I couldn't afford it. And then she gives, uh, I get into the school. She helps me with the audition material. I can't afford the school. I get in and I'm so excited, but I see the numbers and I'm like, how are we going to do this? She gives my name to a scholarship foundation at the time. Jerry Seinfeld had a scholarship foundation. I meet with them. They hear my story and and, and I'm crying. She crying. I'm like, oh, I got to go. And then I leave. The school calls me the next day for a loan. I said, can you give me one more day? Two hours later, they call like, hey, we don't usually give this scholarship out to people with your grades, but we want to pay for your school for all four years. Amazing. And my life was changed instantly. And if I didn't know that this is what I needed to do before, in that moment, I knew. In that moment, it was like, oh, no, this this is, I need to, this this, this is where we're going. That's yeah. absolutely incredible. So then at what point, how far after that then did you end up with Hamilton and all of that? So I was, I mean, Hamilton happened, I was about 22 years old. It was funny. I, I it was wild. Like I had just come off a cruise ship. I was just singing on the cruise ship. Like you know, I, I did Saturday Night Fever, the musical, on Royal Caribbean, Liberty of the Seas, <laughs> just bouncing from island to island. You know what I'm saying? Bouncing from island to island, literally dancing my way through the Mediterranean. And you know, you know what I mean? And. uh and she's like, and uh, no, and I come back. I said, she, who's she? So I come back and um, and uh, I come back to New York and I'm like, wow, no one knows who I am at all. They already didn't know who I was, but I just went out on the ocean for seven and a half months and I just 
came back to land. I came back on land, and no one people on who live on land really don't know why. So I should start doing some auditions. I Outside had no, of a few tourists in Hawaiian shirts, right? Nobody knows, right? Yeah, yeah. they like, oh, you're that guy. You play Double J. I was like, oh, you're Royal Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Said no one, right? <laughs> and we went, and we, uh, and we go and. And we and 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 I do this open call, right? I find out there's the open open auditions happening, right? In New York, what's dope about New York is that you can, you know, and and theater in general, right? Like you can you can get seen a lot easier than in film and television, right? Uh, and you can go to open calls, open auditions. It's a requirement. The the union actors union uh, requires uh, uh, these 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 production companies to have these open calls, right? For somebody, and, and it's very slim that you'll get a job that way, but there's still a chance, right? And um, I, so I go in for one of these open calls, and and I was doing a show at Radio City at the time, and uh, it called Heart and Lights. It was supposed to be the equivalent of the Christmas show, but in spring. And, uh, and I'm doing that as a singer and, and I go and I go, you know, I walk in, I go into this open audition. I'm like, let me go do this open call before rehearsal. And I go and I do this open call for this other musical that Telsey, this casting company in New York was casting. I go and sing my ain't too proud to beg from the temptations. They're like, all right, good job. Good job. <laughs> Next thing you know, fast forward, they like, I get an email. You, you ain't right for that other thing, but you're totally right for this other thing we're working on called Hamilton's mixtape. And that was the workshop. It was like a four-week developmental lab of what became Hamilton on Broadway. So this is way before, way before. Anything. This is 2014. Okay. And 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 I did that audition, and all of a sudden I get in. Boom! I do that audition. They keep calling me back. They call me back. My fourth audition. Finally, it's like yo. They were like yo. So we wanna we wanna fourth audition. Yeah, we we wanna. I get I I do my last audition for 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 the team right. The, every audition, the table behind the table, the people just kept growing. I'm like, yo, how many? I'm doing this for I'm doing this for all of New York <laughs> auditioning. <laughs> and then, but finally, last audition, boom, I do it. I leave. I go to rehearsal for this other thing at Radio City, and and then uh and uh, uh I see a sign and it says uh, on the wall right where we sign in. Hey, don't bother signing in. Everyone just come up to the large rehearsal hall for a meeting. And I was like, oh yeah, we're all fired. <laughs> and sure enough. All of us got laid off that day from that show. That show the closed. The day of your final Hamilton the, rehearsal. The day of my final Hamilton audition. So audition, I auditioned yeah. in the morning and then I go to rehearsal and then we go up for this meeting. All of us get laid off from this show. And then a couple hours later, um, after we cleared out all the refrigerators of all the alcohol, everybody was all depressed <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> and uh, and I get this call like, hey, so I go to the other room and uh, and men's dressing room. Everybody's hanging out in the women's dressing room. I go to the men's dressing room. I'm like, hey, hello. And they're like, hey, so we heard about Heart and Lights. We heard about this show getting canceled. Um, do you want to come do Hamilton's mixtape? I was like, yo, y'all serious right now? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and and. Ever since that moment, boom, it was like I lost that job at one o'clock and I got Hamilton at four Dude. and I uh, <laughs> jumped on this train that just never stopped. And uh, yeah, it was wild, bro. Yeah. I mean, and, you can't make this up. And what's I mean, crazy about that is, I mean, that was before anybody knew really who Lin-Manuel Miranda was. Right. Or yeah. I mean, he, pe- pe- people knew, within, but like, not like, not, not like, like now. mainstream hosting SNL. Like he was, you know, it was before all of that. Sure. Um, and before the whole Hamilton. Th- so at what point did you, <laughs> did you realize when you're doing Hamilton, yeah. you're like, Oh shit, we got something. Like, was there a moment that stuck out where you're like, this is bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. When Barack Obama came, I was like, Oh, the president's here. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, that's a busy guy. Oh, he decided to spend his evening with us. 
And then he came off Broadway and he came back when we were on Broadway and gave a speech on the stage. And we went to the White House. I was like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, oh, I think we got something here. This might be a thing. People, yo, I mean, people from all, all over the world were coming to see our show. And like all celebrities, people I grew up watching on TV, athletes I grew up looking up to, all types of people were coming to see the show. And I was like, yo. And we knew it was special. You know, people ask me all the time, they're like, yo, you're like, when did you know, did you know the show was going to be as big as it, as it became? And I was like, nah, I didn't know that. But I knew the show was special. I knew it was special. And, and, and the rest of us knew it too. Even when we were doing the show for $400 a week off Broadway for six months, you know, everybody, people giving up TV contracts, all sorts of things to be a part of this thing that we all knew was special. We ain't know it was going to explode, but we knew, you just know as like, as an I mean, like, you know, for anybody, right. You walk into you know, a relationship. Oh, this is different. You know, <laughs> this, you know, and, uh, and it was, it was, it was something. And then it became, it became what it became, you know, you you were getting paid 400 bucks a week when it first started. Oh man, it was wild, bro. Like we was off, we were off Broadway at the public theater and, um, and it was actually the most fun I had doing the show because, you know, ironically, right. Like I wasn't getting paid a lot of money, but I was having such a great time because no one, no one was there yeah. concerned about money, right? Like we were all doing it for, you know, for almost no money really. And, um, and we were just there because we loved it and we were just enjoying the time. We loved the show and we loved each other so much. Right. So and then it, it paid off and it paid off. It was Are like, we doing boom. on time? Are we good on time? Yeah. Okay. Um, because that, when you left Hamilton, then that kind of morphed into other, I mean, you were in, um, um, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Star is Born. Gaga's yeah. thing. Yeah, and Spike Lee's joint. She's got to have it. It was cool, man. It was cool. Yeah, because like, you were Mars Blackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild. See, you that know. throws me back to my my childhood, man. It was crazy. Spike was Spike was in the audience. I'll never forget it. He was in the audience off Broadway, and my man was clapping aggressively and pointing after the show, and clapping aggressively and pointing. And my boy, Chris Jackson, he's next to me, and we t he played George Washington on the show, and we take the bow, and we come back up, and Chris like, he ain't pointing at me. <laughs> and, we, and we take the bow again. And I was like, yo, Spike Lee point at me. And sure enough, sure enough. He, How is that guy in real life? God, he's one of my mentors, man. That's yeah. like, that's my dude. He's he's a man of few words. And when he speaks, it's so profound. And it's like, and he's so, he's brilliant. He's a, you know, I think he's one of the greatest um, filmmakers of my time, right? Like of our time, really, I think. And and uh, he's from Brooklyn, you know, and he always reps it. He's, he's, He's so Brooklyn through and through, and it's just so cool to to see uh, to see someone in in Hollywood, right? Be unapologetic, just like unashamed, unapologetically who they are, right? Right, and like and be like, oh no, I'm gonna still make movies, but we shooting them in New York. Like, I ain't going to. I'm bringing Hollywood to me. Hollywood is going to come to me, and I was <laughs> like, oh man, maybe maybe we could do that. Maybe that's a thing, right? Because we're we're where there's this dream, right? There's this mystique with Hollywood. Like you need to go there, right? To, to get it. You need to go there, right? That's, I mean, that's what this album is about. This guy, this person, right? Me, actually, you know, these, this, these, these are real stories of my life, but this, you know, it's like, I thought I needed to go there to, 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 to find it, to find who I was, to, to, to get my dreams, to, to become who I wanted to be in life. And then I, and it's funny, like I live in New York and my, and like, I'm, I'm in New York and my career is like, and I, I would never want it any other way. I'm home, right? I'm home, yet I still get to 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 live out my dream and do the things I want to do and 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 I get to be around my family, right? Like, and 
it's like we never have to like sometimes a dream just finds you sometimes you don't have to chase it right it's like yeah we show up and we work hard but when we do that sometimes we just put ourselves in a position where the dream can just kind of find us you know what i'm saying yeah, but I mean, you you worked hard though at the same time. I did, and so, I do. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> I worked my tail off, but uh, but you know, I love it, man. This because song, you, you obviously it. knew you could sing, you know, going back to your high school, you know, musical days, and then you know, Hamilton, and then um, Stars Born, and and by the way, Bradley Cooper for all the ladies in real life is he just as stunning as he is on TV? Bradley Cooper is stunning. He is a beautiful human being on the outside and the inside. Everyone, yeah, Lady Gaga, same. Same. She's, you know, she's, a, she's amazing. And she works so hard. That, that's what, like, I, I'm like, of course, right? You have to be a hard worker to be where she is or, like, right, to accomplish the things she's accomplished, right? But, but to see it in person is different. I was like, oh, no, no. That's what it takes to be the greatest. That's what it takes. She's pretty well-rounded, man. She's fire, bro. Yeah, like, unbelievable, bro. Like, I mean... An ant, like an animal. She's like she. She could be anything. Could be happening in her, her life, and she's just like so laser focused, man. I mean, she's. Uh, it was inspiring. It was inspiring. And Bradley was the same. Bradley was. You know, that was his first movie he directed, and you would have thought he's been directing for years. Uh, he was so focused. People ask me, "Oh, what was it like watching Bradley direct?" I said, "Yo, I, I, there, there is almost no other person I've ever seen work on a set and look as focused as he was." And, and be as focused. I mean, I'm sure everyone's fo- right. All I mean, John Chu is incredible. He's one of the most amazing humans I've ever met. He's one of my heroes. Like, and I got to work with some amazing people, right? And but and and it's, it's I'm so grateful. But like watching Bradley work, it was you know he was just one of the the many who uh, I was like, man, that cat's focused. You know, he's 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 in it. He knows exactly what he, he sees it in his head. He's just like, can everybody else see what I'm seeing? Can he's like telling people, this is what I see. Let's make this happen. Right, yeah. And he brings you know, it to let's life. Let's go to Glastonbury and do this, shoot this massive scene, <laughs> right? In the middle of Willie Nelson's, you know, set, right? Like it was crazy. So that brings me forward to today because now you got a record deal. You're with the biggest record label on the planet. Yeah. You got the tour starting tonight at Lincoln Hall. You got yeah. new music, which you've talked about the music where I, I guess to kind of bring this full circle and wrap it all up and put a bow on it. Yeah. The music. Yeah, we can get we can get the single now, right? Yeah, so you know, I got my song "Mind Over Matter" is out, and um, you know, I we've got we've got the whole album is out now, so you can get the whole album, and I would I would recommend just get get the entire thing, and 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 you know, it's forty minutes. Go close your eyes and chill up in your living room, or when you're taking the train to work or the bus on your on your drive on your way to work, just pop it in and 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 take that journey with me, you know, um, uh, because uh, you know I. I I'm so grateful that I got to make a, f- I got to make this album and, and it's a full thought. It's, it's beginning, middle and end. And the beauty in albums is that, are, that like, yo, we get to really take people on a journey, right? It's, it's, and every song you get to take people on a journey, but yo, this it's different when you get to put 12 songs on an album and you're like, okay, here, boom, the guy leaves home, which is what happened to me. Left home. I went to LA, came back, right? I go to the industry party supposed to be the hottest party right and i got invited i was flattered but i, I really wanted to just like kind of netflix and chill that day right and right. the song's called auntie basement right because it's nothing <laughs> like i swear i had a better time dollar slice corona lime cousin spinning joints all night in auntie basement all this fancy shit is fine but it don't compare no i swear i had a better time in auntie basement and i'm not saying the party wasn't good but there's nothing like partying with people you love in the places most familiar right and then the guy right and then we go on first then the next song is about the first night my fiance and i kissed called one more hour about 
how somebody's so fly, you wish you had more time with them that night, but the sun's coming up and all the places you go into are closing down and you, <laughs> there's nowhere else to go. We probably should head on home, right? That's those are the lyrics. I'll call you a car, but you say, stop, let's go one more hour. Right. And then, you know, we go, they go on a spontaneous trip. Then they're making passionate love, right? And mind over matter, right? They're actually making love. That's a song for all my people who've been with their person for two, three, four, five, 15 years, right? Like, the, you know, the, the, this is for all the people not having one night stands all the time, right? Because we got a, a, <laughs> we have a bunch of songs like that. And that those, you know, have a space in the world. But that's not my life. And that's not a lot of people's lives from what I can recall in my, you know, from my friends and the people I've met. And, and then this person's in a relationship that's not a relationship. You know, how many of us been in that situation, right? You're like, oh, I thought we was doing this. I guess not. You know, then they're telling little lies. If I confess everything uh, that you've been wanting to know this whole time, maybe that'll make you take this serious. Nah, not enough. Boom, boom. Woman, I wanted a song. I want to write a song about the power and the strength of a woman's love. And, you know, it's basically like this guy, me, it was for real. I'm like, basically, look, if I could have loved you like I was a woman, right? It's like, I should have stayed, but I couldn't, should have spoke, but I wouldn't. And I did what I shouldn't. If I could have loved you like I was a woman, then maybe I would have loved you like crazy, but I did what I shouldn't. If I could have loved you like I was a woman, right? And we go on to figure it out. She's gone. He's lonely. Figure it out is about a person who doesn't have it figured out. It's okay if you ain't got to figure it out, right? Then to either way, friend pulls you out of the rut. We need friends like that. Thank God I got friends like that. And if you don't, I suggest you get them. And then uh, the good and the bad is basically that recollection of everything that this person has been through. And it was my recollection of everything I have been to up, been through up until this point. 28 years old here in Chicago, in Lincoln Hall, hanging with you, talking, right? Like all the things I've been through to sum it up to the good and the bad. I mean, to come back home where it's like, you know, um, I had to leave to see how good I had it. I had to go to know how good I had it. So would you have me if I come back home? You know, so... Um, that's basically, you know, do you st- g- g- go that's on a journey a with, my, with me? I've never heard a more thorough dissection of an album from an artist in my life. So well done. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Hey, have fun tonight. I know you're busy. I know you got some, you know, big fat show tonight at Lincoln Hall. So go have fun. <laughs> we've, dude, we've been sitting here chatting for 25 minutes, so I should probably let you go. It's all good. It's been a great chat. I yeah, mean, man. I, I absolutely. Thanks for coming by the B96 studios. Have fun on this tour. All right. Thanks for having me. So much thanks fun. for spreading some inspiration to some people today. I feel inspired. I feel like I'm ready to go run through a wall. Let's go. No, nah, don't <laughs> run through a wall. Don't do that. <laughs> that was another above average edition of Spanky's Corner. A podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.